0: see my book? That's the last pages in this book. Might be a sign. Robbie says I have to wait until y'all do something. Oh, go ahead. Yes, let's pray. Father God, we, we thank you and praise you for this day. And Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to this earth to make amends for all the things that we have done and to give us access into your presence. And Father, we we pray that you will bless all the people here today and give them hope, joy, and peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, today we are going to speak about forgiveness. Now, of all the topics I could think of that I would like to talk about, forgiveness is not it. Uh, but, you know, the last time we spoke, we talked about the book of you. Anybody remember the book of you? No? Y'all don't remember? Remember. And the book of you is that the things you do, the way you live, how you treat other people. People everywhere are writing the book of you, right? They say, well, you know, Tommy's okay, but I remember when he did this, Right? Or or Mike Carr, works pretty hard, good guy, whatever. We're writing the book of you. And you are the only Bible that a lot of people will ever read, or at least the first part of the Bible. And, and, you know, remember that we're the ambassadors for Christ. We're, We're sent here to represent Jesus in everything we do, say, how we treat people, all those things. We're sent here to represent Jesus. We need to be a good witness. We need for people to see Jesus in us. Pretty tough sometimes. They don't see Jesus in me sometimes. I can tell you that. I know all of y'all got it covered, but I don't necessarily have it covered. And, And as Christians, we should be different than the rest of the world. Our book shouldn't read the same as everybody else, right? And we don't, we don't want to just blend in. Well, can you pick out the Christians? No, I don't, you know, no different with these people. Right. So let's read <clears throat> in John, chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. This is what Christians are supposed to do. And it says, a new commandment I give you. This is, this is all the red stuff, and this is Jesus speaking. Said, Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So, Jesus didn't tell the disciples that if they went to church a lot, people would know they're Christians, He didn't tell them that. You know, if they had a, um, a bumper sticker on their back of their car that people would know they're Christian. He said, if you love one another, then people will know you're Christians. Does everybody, Don't that hurt a little bit? Does that hurt? If it don't hurt, y'all miss what I was saying. All right? As members of the body of... And the other part, as members of the body of Christ, we're all members of the body of Christ. Everybody in here has a job to do, whether it's a preacher or a teacher or an encourager or a s- server or a complimenter or just somebody to pray for other people. You have a job to do. And, and when people start writing the book on you, they should see some of that job in your life. And, and remember, the last time we talked about the book of you, we talked about the Bible heroes Abraham and David and Joshua and that kind of stuff. And we talked about, um, we remember more about what they did than what they said. Now, that's not to minimize the power of words, right? Power Words are very powerful. Words are very hurtful. Words, life and death are in the power of our tongue, right? So I'm not, I'm not minimizing the power of words. I'm just saying... You know, Abraham and Joshua and David, all those people, they walk the walk as well as talk the talk, right? So what we don't want written in our book is, you know, this guy talks a good game, but that's about it, right? He talks about he goes to church, he does this, he does that. But, you know, really, I don't see him do anything, you know? He just, just talks a lot. So that's the part we want to get away from. And, and like we said, we, we have a job to do. We have jobs to do. Those jobs should, you know, whoever, whatever they're writing in their book should reflect the jobs that we're supposed to be doing. Okay? Does that make sense so far? Nod your head, Mike. Not a little better. Okay. Mike, Mike understands. All right. <clears throat> so, you know, that, that, that part where we say, you know, he talks a good game, and that's about it. Some people would love to write that in your book, right? They would love to write that in their book. The world in general is overjoyed when Christians fail or make a mistake or stumble. They love it. They love it. They're going to write it down as fast as they can. They're going to call everybody they know, come look what I wrote in my book. Look what I got. Look. But, you know, the Bible heroes that we talked about, they weren't perfect. You know, they made mistakes. You know, the only perfect one was Jesus. All of us have made mistakes. If you don't think you've made a mistake, again, you're not understanding what I'm saying. You've you got to think on. And some mistakes are more noticeable than others, right? But you can bet one thing. People are jotting that down in their book, buddy. Their book is being written So as Christians, we we can ask God for forgiveness, right? And he will give it absolute, complete, done, right? Let's read in Hebrews 8, chapter, I mean, chapter 8, verse 12. And not only will he forgive them, right? He says, I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Right, He's not even going to remember that we had sin. Right, he, He's going to move it, you know, as far as the east is from the west, however far that is. But he is not even going to recall. I mean, you can't say, God, you know when I did this? No, no, you asked for forgiveness. I forgot about that, right? This is a great gift from God. We, we don't deserve it. Anybody think they need to be, they deserve to be forgiven? Okay, you don't, right? Because if you did deserve to be forgiven, God wouldn't have to send Jesus to die on the cross and be resurrected, right? The whole purpose in Jesus coming to this earth was to pay the debt we had for sin, right? God had to square his books, right? He had to square up his books. The stuff we did and the stuff all of mankind has done had to be paid for. God couldn't just overlook it. He had to have a sacrifice to pay for it, right? Does that make sense? So, Jesus' entire purpose was to give, was to forgive our sins and give us access to God. God can't stand sin. If we have sin, we can't access God. So, this was to give us access to God. So, You know, we we did something wrong. We asked for forgiveness. God wiped it out doesn't remember it. But, you know, somebody wrote it down. They wrote it in their book. They happily wrote it in their book. And, And what can we do if they wrote it in their book? Wouldn't it be nice if they just tore that page out? Wouldn't that be great? They just tear that page out, forget it, move on. But, you know, a lot of people, they've already written it down right? And he probably shared it on Facebook, right? Boom, it's out there, buddy. I mean, we are, we are some happy campers now that we got something bad we can say, and oh boy. And, uh, and, and again, if you think you don't make mistakes, you're certainly uh, fooling yourself. The devil is fooling, you, fooling yourself. All right. First of all, let me, uh, I'm going to talk about a movie here. Oh, Brother, Where Art Down? Ever heard of it? Watch it. Watch it. It, it, it really makes fun of the South and Southerners, right? It's like we're all dumb Hicks and, you know, like, hey, makes me laugh. I love it. All right? So the whole uh, uh, thing is about three escaped prisoners, right? I love this show. I've seen it a few times, right? Everett, Peace, and Delmer, right? So they are escaping, and the whole, they go from adventure to adventure in the movie. And the whole gist of the movie is they got to make it back to Everett's hometown to stop his ex-wife from remarrying, right? So, so they go from adventure to adventure. And one of these times, they come upon an old southern Baptist, baptismal... They're baptizing people. I can't say the words. They're <laughs> baptizing people, right? They're marching them down to the river in their white robes and all that. Delmer sees it, and he's just mesmerized by it. So he, I mean, there's a long line. Delmer runs up there, breaks in line, gets out there with the preacher. The preacher baptizes him. And he, Delmer, he's ecstatic. He said, come on in, boy. The water's fine. So Pete, Pete runs in there. He gets baptized, right? So here we go. I mean, it's a good time. So then Delmer gets back to Everett, and Everett's kind of the self-appointed le- leader of the group, right? And he says... The preacher says, all my sins are forgiven, including the piggly wiggly I knocked off in Yazoo. (laughs) I've been absolved, and we have witnesses that I've been absolved. Now, this is the key line from the movie that I want to talk about here. And Everett says, that's not the issue, Delmer. This may have put you square with the Lord, But the state of Mississippi is a little more (laughs) hard-nosed. So the state of Mississippi is not taking that baptism and just wiping it away, right? People are a little more hard-nosed about forgiveness, right? People, you know, those people are hard-nosed. You know those people? All right, I'm going to get back to those people in a minute. We can't control other people, right? So when we make a mistake, which we make many, all we can do is get up, ask God for forgiveness, brush ourselves off, and move forward. We can't sit there and just wallow in our mistake, right? I mean, that's not what God wants us to do. It would be nice if everybody would just say, hey, let's just tear that page out, man. Had a bad day, let's tear that page out, let's move on, right? But some people... going to relish that page some people are going to hold that page in their little hand in fact I think Bobby said some of the people in the casket still have that little piece of paper in their hand holding it that's a joke of course right that's a joke that's a joke that's a joke but you know what I mean some people are going to hold on to that against you right until they die but you know What would be a characteristic of those people right there? They are bitter. They are sad. They are planting the wrong kinds of seeds in their life. They're planting that hate. They're planting all of that bitterness in their heart. Holding on. Holding on. That's those people. Remember, those people are doing that. Those people. Right? So we get down to how many pages... You see where Robbie gets it from now, right? Uh, how many pages are we willing to tear out? Think about that for a minute. You know those people, they're not tearing out pages. How many pages are we tearing out? How many pages are we willing? How many pages are we willing to forgive? Boy, this is hard. Is that hard for you? Does this, does this hurt? I mean, this, this hurts me on the inside. Oh. So, let's, um, so, you know, forgiveness really is not an option. Let's, let's read in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 14. This is, in fact, very familiar, right? And, um, you know, before the football game and the basketball game, we'll we'll mouth our ways through this and we're not really paying a whole lot of attention to what we're saying uh oh um, verse 9 yes and Jesus said this is how you pray this then is how you should pray our father in heaven hallowed be thy name that sounds pretty religious we're doing good so far next your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that's, that's pretty good I, I like that too Leaven, give us this day our daily bread. Yep, we're going to have lunch in a little while. Go. Hung up. And forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. So that sounds like, you know, God, you keep tearing out those pages out of our book, just like we tear the pages out of other people's books. And, um, you know, I would have written that differently. I surely would. Anybody? I mean, I wish, it's, I wish the words were different. I didn't write that, but I sure wish the words were different. 13. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I, I, can, I like that one. 14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you for if you forgive other people when they sin against you but if you do not forgive their others their sins your father will not forgive your sins so that's what see that's that those people do that we don't we don't we don't do that those people do that right we not those people are we yeah we are. yeah we are. You know you are. If you don't think you're those people, you you miss what I was saying. So, forgiveness is, is not an option. OK? You remember, I don't forgot which which um, office depot or somebody somebody's got the, the easy button, you know, the red button that says it's easy. If you think you've got an easy button for that one? Again, you missed what I've been saying so far. There ain't no easy button here. This is the hard part. This is the hard part, right? Now, on a side note, this is one of the only things, one of the few things that we get better at as we get older, right? And we could say that's because we mature and all those kinds of things, and we can make it sound good. But the fact is, we just can't remember, right? I mean, we just can't remember. I know somebody's name came up the other day, and Leon and I were talking about it, and I say, didn't that guy get in trouble about this or that? And we, we couldn't remember. I, I think he did. So, so the forgiveness part gets easier when you get older because you just can't remember. What happened, right? Hey, that's what God wants you to do. God wants you to put that out of your memory god God doesn't want you to hold that little thing, that little page right there in your hand till you die. a bitter, sad person, okay now. Let's get to something tougher yet. First Peter, that was bad enough. I think that was bad enough. We've said that so many times and we don't really pay attention to what, what Jesus was trying to convey. But anyway, you know, we can kind of brush over it, but the words are there. And like I say, if I had a, a choice, I wouldn't have written it like that. I'd have written it in some different fashion, all right. First Peter chapter 3, verse 8. First Peter chapter 3. And this is a, like, like a long line of, of things here. But it says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with info. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. So now that we don't, have, we don't just have to uh, forgive people, we got to bless them. Holy smoke. For whomever you would love life and see good old days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. 11. How far was I going? To 16. 11. They must turn from evil and do good, and they must seek peace and pursue it. Joyce Meyer says you got to Peace. You need to run it down and grab it. I mean, peace is, is an important piece of a peep, the wrong kind. Anyway, it's something that we all strive for. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his heirs are attentive to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Yes. yes. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? still people that are eager to do good. 13, 14. But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revered Christ as Lord, always prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. 16. Keep a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against you, your good behavior in Christ, may be ashamed of their slander. So, so what, what Peter is saying here is not just forgive people who do evil against you, but bless people who are evil, who do evil against you. Pretty tough? Anybody think that's not tough? Anybody think there's an easy button on that one? If they do, I'd like to see it. These passages, this last couple right there, the Lord's Prayer and then what Peter has to say, you know, make me realize, you know, like, like, okay, I got a long ways to go. I don't know if I'm going to make it completely there. I don't know if i got enough years to fix all that other than I can't remember. But there's a lot to be built on in my personal life. And if it's not in yours, then you're probably missing something. Romans, one more time. This is this verse I said called this one as piling on. This was Peter was tougher. The Lord's Prayer was tough. This is Peter was tougher yet. And Romans 12, verse 9 is what I would call piling on. Don't get much. Love must be seer, hate it what is evil, cling to that what is good. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. All the way to 21. Be, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer share the lord's people who are in share with the lord's people who are in need practice hospitality these all sound good bless those bless those that persecute you bless and do not curse bless those who persecute you rejoice with those oh okay sorry rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn live in harmony with one another do not be proud but willing to us be associated with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Eighteen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live, it, live at peace with everyone. 19, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Where were they going? 21. On the contrary, if your enemy is, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, if we would, yeah, okay. Do not overcome evil with evil but overcome evil with good. So the the piling on part is like, first of all, we have to forgive people like God forgives us. And then the next part is we have to repay evil with blessing. And then in this part here, we have to bless those people who do evil to us. Pretty tough? Pretty tough? Everybody's got that down? We can go to the next lesson then, right? All right. You know, I think we all want to live in peace with God, right? We want to live in peace with God. And man, if possible, I think forgiving other people. And, and we can think about those people who are holding on to that little page there till they draw their last breath. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of room between here and there of things that we do, not just those people. And if you remember a while back, we talked about spiritual growth and related it to a farmer who was planting a crop. We said they had, you know, prepare the soil, plant the right seed, keep the weeds out, and then wait and believe for a good crop, right? And, you know, believe, you know, preparing the soil. We have to get our inner man ready to, to, to receive things of God. And when we plant the right seed, we can't plant seeds of, of bitterness and hate and jealousy and, and, and those kind of things. We have to plant seeds of hope, plant seeds of joy, right? And this is, this is a job. This, is, this don't just happen, right? You, you know, just wake up one morning and, Oop, oh, yep, it's done, right? And then we have to keep the weeds out. We have to keep from being distracted from, from all the distractions we have in, in our world today. We have to keep an eye on the prize and keep going forward. And then finally we have to wait for and expect that seed to grow, that good seed to grow. Right? I mean, it's like expecting things we don't see yet. I think we call that faith, right? We call that faith. So I think forgiveness. Oh look, Thomas stood up. Hot dog. Forgiveness is a key part to preparing the soul. Just like praying reading God's Word, meditating. But you know, the praying and reading God's Word and meditating, you know, you can sit back in your den and get in the comfortable chair, and you can read God's Word, and you can say, Oh, Lord, thank you, and, you know, that's easy. That's easy for me to do that. But when we get into forgiving people who have done things against us and our friends and our family and those kinds of things, That is the grunt work, right? That is the work nobody wants to do, right? That is mucking out the stable, right? That is the part that we have to do. We have to do that for us, right? We can't control other people and what they want to keep in their little hand and keep in their little book. We can't control that. All we can do is go forward. But we can, we can choose to forgive other people. And really, it's not optional, right? God didn't say, well, you know, if them people really did you bad, eh, don't worry about it, just, just hold on to that one. No, he didn't say that, right? If I was, reading, if I was writing it, I'd have put some, you know, a few clauses where we could have got out of some of this, right? But, but God didn't do that. And I think he knew what he was doing. There's nothing glamorous about forgiveness. You just have to have a will to do it. You can't make other people forgive you. But you can make a choice to forgive other people. God wants you to do that. Period. Unless I misread something here. Unless you can say, well, no, I don't think it means that. It's pretty clear. So, tear out a few pages out of the books you have on other people. Tear those pages out. I'm going to work on just part of one page myself. But, Tear out a page, okay? Your heart and your soul, your soil. Well, thank you for it, for tearing that out. Move on. Get over it. Move on, right? We need forgiveness. They need forgiveness. Everybody needs forgiveness. I would have thought of a thousand things to talk about other than this. Anyway, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your words of wisdom. And we thank you for the forgiveness that you have given us. And, Father, we pray that we are able to give that forgiveness to the people around us. And, Father, we we thank you and praise you for this day. We thank you for your people, how you have blessed us beyond all measure when we didn't deserve it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.